Three beers, two guys, one chick. It's a three to one podcast. Won't you listen to it? Three beers, two guys, one chick. Any any excuse to uh, to legitimize our being at a bar? What you're saying is you're trying to make day drinking have a reason. It is uh, the uh, it's the inaugural edition of the three two one podcast. Tell me what the three two one. He got it right. He got it right. So the three two one podcast was uh, an idea born over exactly what we're doing now. It's three beers, two dudes, guys. Say hi, yeah, guys. And one chick, which is <laughs> me, sometimes Casper. So there's three of us here right now. Why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? Uh, Dan Casper, Sports Talk. Are we doing our stations? Do that yeah. a little bit? Yeah, yeah Sports Talk 105.1. And what are you drinking? Oh, wait, we're going to be gonna Let's introduce that. our beer. Oh, okay. We're going to do the special beer. Because, oh. uh, we're beer rookies part. at this right now. I know. <laughs> you can tell. If you're listening back to this years from now, hopefully it's gotten much better. <laughs> uh, I'm Alex, uh, Wax 104.5 Morning Show. This is my lovely significant other, Morgan. And uh, in outside of that duty, I'm also the news director for Midwest Family Broadcasting. All right. So, uh, first of all, since beer is a component of this, one of the things that uh, we were going to have normally Kelly do this, too. Mm-hmm. And she, is, she had to go. She had to take her dog to the vet. Is that too much information? No. Got you're like not saying the dog's name. See you later. Yeah. 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 I'm <laughs> Easy. Keep it clean. This is family. Uh, <laughs> But normally she'll bring uh, you guys uh, some beer. We should mention so you guys drink the beer because yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of anything but the Bud Light. I don't understand how Bud Light hasn't endorsed me fully. How do you not have a Bud Light tattoo on your understand. butt? Or maybe you do. Yeah, he yeah. makes it up in quantity, what he lacks in varieties. Well, we were waiting so. for you. That's why that one is. <laughs> okay. uh, so now, you guys are trying something new today at the beginning of each podcast so we can tell people what you're enjoying here. Yeah, so part of the 321 is the three beers, and Casper and I are a little more adventurous when it comes to beer. And Kelly is usually going to be our beer aficionado, but I'll play the role today because I do enjoy craft beer as well. What she has poured for us is Odell's Wolf Picker. It's a new experimental Hop strata. So you think a little fruity note, peach, mango, grapefruit, that sort of thing. I'm going to pass it over to Casper. He's going to take a drink and give me his first word that comes to mind when you put that in your mouth face. What do you have? Can you taste the fruit? Yeah, I was going to say that fruity is probably the first word that comes yeah. out. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. It's not overpowering or anything. I would agree with that. It's a really good summer beer. Yeah. It's nice and yeah. light. Again, that was the Odell Wolf Picker. It's so the warm weather. Take a sip, make you man. howl. Grows hair on your chest. <laughs> he doesn't need any more of that. Some of the podcasts just here. Yes. We're getting to the 2-1. <laughs> All right. Get Smoked Porter is the next one on deck. That's going to be the, the darker of the two flight glasses in front of me. Now, this has a triple lineup of some uh, smacks to the taste buds. Looks like we're dealing with Chipotle peppers. Ooh. <laughs> chocolate, and some smoked German malts as well. So this, to me, this would be more of like a cold weather beer, but in yeah. Wisconsin, cold weather can happen in any month. I'm going to hand that to Casper first again. It smells meaty, like fireside, what you need in front of a fireplace. Maybe in a leather chair, monocle, complete the Should look. you be in like a, Ooh, there's a little leather-bound book library? Yeah, there's a little How kick. big is the kick? Because, you know, I don't like spice. No, you're, you're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, there's a little spice to it. Well, it's got the pepper or chili. You yeah, that's the Chipotle that yeah. comes back Chipotle. at the end. Yeah. It goes down smooth, but there is a little backbite on the Chipotle. Yeah. You might like that. That's dark. He likes spice. That face. <laughs> yeah, chase it with a 32-ounce Bud Light. Okay, that's good. Right, I so like that one. Yeah. 
That's a sipping beer. Yeah. yeah. One of the things we're going to do is we each have uh, a to- two topics each. It's uh-huh. kind of, and this may change again as we go along because it's, it's it's fluid, as they say. And uh, what we'll do, we'll just go around. Someone will introduce the topic, and we'll just go around and however long it takes. And uh, then at the end, we're going to do a little different segment that may be regular or not. But since we're the ladies first. There you, know you go. Casper. Aww. And we established that earlier, too. I was the chick, <laughs> <Sure>. so, you know. <laughs> all right. So I will lay a, uh, a topic on the table, and I think we can all maybe go around and chime in with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. The first one is topical, something that kind of everybody's talking about in the news. So what I brought with me was uh, Joe Biden was going out to do a speech today, first speech since he was hit with these kind of inappropriate conduct allegations. My thought as a female and just a general member of society, we've kind of seen the tape. Biden inappropriate or cause for controversy? Where do you guys fall on this whole Me Too movement? And as a guy, how do you guys interpret Biden in some of the tape that you've seen? Creepy or out of line? Well, I've watched all of the. They make little montages of all yeah. these. And I, first of all, I am not a hugger. <laughs> I'm not a toucher. You're not a human. I'm not. I know. I, I don't have emotions, which is nice. <laughs> but I'm not defending him. I, I, I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I don't, I don't really care. But from what you can see is that's who he is. He doesn't understand. And he says he's going to try. He doesn't understand personal space. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand that this person just met him and he is just affectionate. From what I can tell. Right. And, and But it's it's creepy. <laughs> if you're not that person. I think the main question is, is uh, how is his breath smell if he's that close? Yeah. If he's I mean, a coffee he's drinker, we could have problems. Yeah, yeah. I think as a, a person who is both female and a hugger and see the same footage that most of us saw, I kind of don't see what the big deal is. If anything, I look at that and I'm like, you're a little close, like you're a little awkward. Yeah. But it's nothing that would set me offended or anything like that. I think that's the thing. You know, right. for me, that's not the first thing I thought of when I saw none it. None of those Until people, people started talking about none it. None of those people look comfortable, though. Right. You know what I mean? Because they just met him. And yeah. one of the ladies said, uh, this was years ago when she met him, he put his hand on her shoulder and then it went down his back, her mm-hmm. back. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it's your space and that's your personage. Right. But at, at what point are we just being ridiculous? I mean, if you do that to me, I'd feel a little uncomfortable. I've never touched him. We oh, had, reportedly. you can't feel his bra strap, I tried. <laughs> oh, come oh. on. So we all had a friend in high school. This is where it reminds me of, just to kind of tie it up. We had a friend in high school, his name was Clark. And Clark was a little socially awkward, you know, but not harmless, totally harmless. Mm-hmm. But we kind of had the Biden approach where he would meet people and like kind of get in their space. And we had a line that we would always say, and it was, you can't stand so close to the face, Clark. And I feel like someone needs to pull Biden aside and say, dude, you don't mean it, but you can't stand so close to the face. Yeah. Again, as far as I can tell, it's all innocent to him because that's his the way right. his his personality is. But you he's know, got to stop. The more we're talking about this, now that you said that, I had a teacher in high school that was kind of like that, the personal space sort yeah. of thing, and just didn't like when we yeah. talked about it. Yeah. You know, in high school, it was like, but we made fun of it. Right. That's you know, it was kind of a joke and we sort of made thing. Fun of Clark yeah. The same way, where dude, you're making people uncomfortable. Yeah. At church camp, they said leave room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Biden, leave room for the Holy Spirit, dude. I think that's kind of more so what it is versus a controversy or something that should set people offended. Mm-hmm. But so he's got to stop. If he's running for president, he can't keep doing that. Yeah, we're going to yeah. need a red light. <laughs> yeah. And, right. But on the flip side, and we're almost done with that. I don't beat it to death. But on the, on the flip side, we're talking about him. As far as, like that girl who just said, I, that made me uncomfortable, that she has that right, too. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. She has the right to say, yep, definitely. Well, I know what Casper's first topic is going to be, so I'm going to go, because that might take a while. See, okay, you, Morgan's got hers on her phone. You 
go old school and type it out. Mine's just in my head. Look at that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> this is something Casper of course is the morning show on our sports station and we talk about this and you're frustrated I don't think you ever talk about this a lot on the air but it perplexes you and you're amazed by this because Wisconsin has a lot of sports teams yet far and above it is Packers and he tries all the time I mean look at the season the, the Brewers and the Bucks had last year look at the season they're having this year and you would think that it would be semi-proportionate to the amount of energy and gusto that males and females alike put into the Packers. Do you think there will ever come a time, uh, and, and we'll talk about this, I'm assuming, with the Packers a little later, but let's say the Packers start going back to the, you know, the Bart Starr era, Forrest Gregg era, okay, as far as record. Are you talking players or coaches? I'm talking about record. Record. Okay, like, you know, when we were six and ten, and those seasons where it was four. Okay, so when they were the coach. Yeah. Not when they were coaching. No. Not, right. not no, when no, no, they were no. playing. When they were, when they're coaching the Packers. Okay. And so let's say that happens. Do you think even at that point, Brewers and Bucks would ever surpass or even come close to the fervor that the Packers have in this state? No. No. Okay. No. Not, right, e- no, not even close. I mean, <laughs> next I agree with Casper. Next. I mean, I have a Brewers shirt on and I read about the Bucks and I'm like, whoa, they're really far up there right now. And the, we're only hearing about that now as the Bucks climb this high and, and are a leader right now. And yet, I think my heart pounds green and gold like mm-hmm. a lot of people's. It's I get it. The Brewers are fun. I like to go to Milwaukee to catch a game a season. But if the choice comes down to it and they're on the table, I pick Lambeau every time. Yeah. I'm a Packers girl through and through. I think it's just it transcends being a team in Wisconsin. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Is it, would you say it's the same in, in every state? I mean, we always think of the Packers fans are the best. But do you think it's similar? I mean, NFL is, does far and better. Than I don't think it's similar sports. in every state. I mean, you can look at St. Louis. You know, they had the Rams there, they have the Cardinals. That's a baseball town. I mean, the Cardinals are never going to leave St. Louis, whereas the Rams jumped ship and went to L.A. So I think, you know, NFL is going to be king, football is going to be king and all that, but I don't necessarily think it's going to be like that for the same state. I mean, you look at Wisconsin and the Packers. Packers are the oldest team. And, you know, the Milwaukee Braves, and then they left, and the Milwaukee Brewers came back. Bucks have just been non-relevant for how long? I mean, Kareem wanted out as soon as he was there. He left. Then they were non-existent until the early 2000s and Ray Allen and, and Glenn Robinson. So, I mean, the Packers are kind of have that, have that mindset of, of people's team. I mean, the owners are, you know, Packers fans, uh, essentially. So they got that backstory. I mean, you know, Cliff Crystal, the Packers team historian, he calls the Packers story the greatest story in all sports up there with Jackie Robinson and, and all that. So that, that's something that I think people in Wisconsin hang their hat on is that story altogether. Oh, and I went to school in Boston, and that's Sox territory. That's all baseball. They have, obviously, the Patriots, and I don't want to bring up a dirty word here, but when you have that, that's regional. I mean, New England occasionally has the Patriots. Mm -hmm. And some people are on board and some people aren't. But here, Packers are Wisconsin. We get that ubiquitous to ourselves. And I think once a Packers fan, always a Packers fan. And it just is something that you ebb and flow. You follow the team. And there are these other sports that circulate. Mm-hmm. But really, football reigns supreme. Yeah. What about a town like Pittsburgh, Steelers and Penguins? I know they're a big hockey town. Do you think that's It's closer? still football. It's still, okay. Yeah, I think it's still football. Well, anything no. that wave the terrible towels around. Yeah. They just want an excuse to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that's still steel town. You know, it's it's the blue-collar factory workers going to go watch football. I mean, when, when I think of Pittsburgh, I still think of football over high. And it's interesting. I mean, Eau Claire's obviously a baseball town. It's got rich baseball history. But I, I kind of use this analogy. Everybody can be the Packers head coach, right? <laughs> I think we're going to talk about that. Yeah, everybody can be the Packers. I mean, whatever happens during a game, the majority of us are watching. We have an opinion on it. 
nope, they should have did this. They should have ran the ball. They should have passed it. They should have blitzed. When it comes to basketball, you may like basketball, but do you understand a 3-2 zone, you know, man-to-man? Well, they should do a pick-and-roll, set the screen up there. Baseball should just sacrifice, bunt. You know, that, I don't. I think when you compare it to a lot of fan base, I'm not trying to generalize, but everybody has that opinion with football because everybody understands football. And the big thing I think that's different with football is emotion. People mm-hmm. watch a game objectively when you're a passive fan. When, hey, the Brewers are getting pretty far, you know, for instance, last year's season, or even how they're kicking off this season, coming in at the end and pulling off the wins. You, you like it. It's fun. But football has more emotion out there. I've never seen grown men cry more. Right. So I've seen both of you guys and my dad cry over the Packers. Well, plus, there's less games, too. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to be as invested in the But, team. you know, look at it every level. What do we idolize? It's high school football. We don't talk about high school baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's basketball, I would say, gets a little bit more publicity than high school baseball because the state tournament's on TV. You know, we talk about Friday Night Lights and high school football. So, it's a feeling, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the cool weather and the hoodies. Yeah. and the, it, It's a feeling. And yeah. that's the thing with football that I've always really connected to is that it's the season. It's the emotion, whether you're doing the tailgating or the parties or getting the family together. It's just part of a feeling that people mm-hmm. get when you're you know loud and proud. In the, even if they're losing, you're in the stands at Lambeau, you're there. Right. And you're there because it's the Packers. Gosh, I love the Packers. You know. And I look at it, too. I mean, you know, the history aspect of it. Yes, baseball's got great pastime it's got a great history but they don't have nfl films you know they don't have you know the 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 1960s when the sables started that you know the recording and the music i mean we all know the nfl films music and all that so they they thrive on that history and that just kind of resonates to a lot of people and start me up comes on everybody everybody knows they play rolling stones roll out the barrel and all that i mean you, right. We know the playlist at Lambeau. We haven't even mentioned that we're at Milwaukee Burger Company. If you're wondering why we're doing a bo- podcast with so much background noise. And we, we just have an audience right. that wants to follow us around. <laughs> I don't think so at all. <laughs> all right, you're up next. Should I just transition into, right uh, transition into mine Keep right in now? Mind, since is, it's, in case someone's listening this later, this is uh, April 5th. Is and, it? Uh, yeah, isn't it? Uh, yes, April 5th. Okay, so, so now you're yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Although it feels like it's 84 years since we've said that. When the Library of Congress goes all digital and they record all these. This is beamed out into outer space. (laughs) Oh, my topic. Send help. (laughs) (laughs) We'll transition right into the past. I mean, obviously the big, it's not just local, but it's national. Uh, The whole Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers drama, you know, the new article with the Bleacher Report. Kind of interesting timing, isn't it, when ESPN... Writes an article, a Q&A with Mike McCarthy. And, Which was, and it seemed like a nice bow tie on everything. By article, we mean vignette. It was, because that was lengthy. Yeah. They put some words into that. Yeah, definitely. It took a long time. To it's a long read if you haven't read it. It's really good. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting timing, you know. Rob Domofsky, who I've gotten to talk to and meet and all that. But it was a nice, it seemed like, okay, that's a nice goodbye, Mike, piece. Q&A, wrapped it up. We were a day later than day this later. piece from the Bleacher Report drops down. Yeah. It totally it, was it, it picking ripped, at the scab. It ripped yeah. open that wound. It didn't uh, just pick at the scab. Yeah. Ty Dunn, who wrote it, used to write for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, so he covered the Packers back in the now, day. Now, is he known for, you know, uh, you know, see, um, he, was it last year or was it this fall? It might have been the year before. He wrote another piece when the whole Aaron Rodgers family drama was going on. He brought it yeah, up again. Talking to brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. wrote a piece on that and, you know, Nothing against Ty, because I've talked to him before, too, and he seems like a nice guy and all that, but his story, he has kind of the same sources when it comes to the Packers. Unnamed. Well, and Jermichael Finley. <laughs> it's the yeah. same, the one? Yeah, I mean, even like the family piece, I, I believe he used Jermichael Finley. I mean, well, come okay. Well, 
and he leans a little dramatic. Yes. It's written with some flair. I yep. mean, for sure, there is that component to it, which makes makes it readable, mm-hmm. but also makes it like, okay, you got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, too, because obviously you can get that particular story from that particular source, right. and then there are also these alternate versions that exist. Exactly. You, you, you didn't ask a question. Was that just in general about the report, or did you have a specific question? No, I was just, you know, kind of something with the whole thing. I mean, you know, everybody's... I, I look at that report and, you know, it doesn't, I think it, when I read that, yeah, it, it it's, paints a bad picture with the Packers, but I think it's one of those where it either solidifies your stance. If you don't like Mike McCarthy, that thing, that article is like, yep, that's why I don't like that Mike McCarthy. Should have been fired no, years ago. Yep. Him. If you don't yeah. like Aaron Rodgers, that solidified it even more. Well, There's no really middle ground. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. The two takeaways, I think, is from that article, if you were to just pull the pieces that seem to be the glaring themes, Aaron Rodgers is an egomaniacal prick, mm-hmm. and Mike McCarthy was lazy and tired and Get washed massages. his hands of everything. massages in his office. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Mike McCarthy responded to it and denied it, obviously. And then, you know, there's players like James Jones, John Kuhn, Devontae Adams that have come out and denied it, right. you know, that sort of stuff. So, Well, they I mean, said, they didn't deny it, they said, I never saw it. Right. You know, th- those other guys want to say it. Well, like Coon tweeted, he's like, I've never had my coach miss a meeting because of massage, and I never, you know, I had my quarterback go through all that. Now, those are noted Aaron Rodgers friends, too, that are probably going to step up and back him up uh, a little bit there, too. But, I mean, you know, when we're looking at Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley compared to Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, we're going to gravitate towards the ones that we like and, and quote-unquote, better players that fit the Packer way. Likeable, exactly. You know. And here's the thing, too, is to pit sports against sports and echo a little bit what we were saying before. Obviously, there's no crying in baseball. I really feel like it's time that there's no drama in football. Can you just shut up and play the game? Mm-hmm. Can you stop with the end zone drama? Can you stop with the theatrics? Can you stop with the nitpicking? Can, can you just shut up and get muddy and get dirty and play the game and make it football again? Right. That's where I'm at with it. There's, you know, I'm sure something happened. I'm sure there was some animosity, you know, some those two. Yeah. You know, there, there's something that happened where, you know what, if they didn't like each other, or they butted heads. I'm sure that all happened. But this whole, you know, talking about Pittsburgh, you got the Steelers and the Packers, two quote-unquote model franchises. And yeah. this last year, there's been nothing but drama surrounding those two teams. Then you have a team like the New England Patriots, which last year we were talking, there was reports that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, well, cracking the foundation. They don't like each other. There's the end of the dynasty. Who just won the damn Super Bowl? It was the New England Patriots. As a mom, I feel like taking them and sitting them down and saying, you make too much effing money to have feelings. Okay? You don't get feelings. And that's like Brady (laughs) and Belichick are the two guys that probably could have the biggest egos in the world, and nobody would blink an eye because, I'm sorry, but they've won the most and they've done the most. But They're doing their job. Exactly. They don't like each other. That's Belichick's motto is do your job. Exactly. You know, they may disagree, you know. There's stuff out there saying Brady doesn't like that. He's still getting coached hard and all that. But you know what? They check it at the door because they understand we may not agree, but our ultimate goal, our jobs, is to win. You know and what they that keep is? Doing it. Professionalism. Exactly. Professionalism. And a lot of people would and have dreamed of doing that as a job. When you're lucky enough to do it and you're a lead and you play in the NFL and you especially suit up for a team like the Packers yeah. or the Pats, you put it together, pull it together, do your Job. Just a couple more points I wanted to bring this up. Uh, just you know, looking at there's in that article, there's a talk about or a point about Equinemius St. Brown, a rookie wide receiver. You know that he ran a different route. You know, Aaron told him to run a, a flag route. The call was supposed to be for a post on the route. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So he ran the flag route, but then Aaron was getting blitzed, and he actually threw a pass that looked like it was the post route. So Equinemius goes to the sideline and gets chewed out from his position coach, and the rookie receiver didn't want to throw Aaron under the bus, so he took the blame. Well, then you attach what James Jones said after the article came out, and he said Mike McCarthy stood up in meetings and said, and said Aaron Rodgers has the freedom to change all the plays in the huddle or at the line of scrimmage. Because? Because he's the greatest player in the world. That, that's what James Jones said. So when I read that piece, you know, then I add what James Jones said. Let's put it together. So Mike McCarthy called that play. That assistant is hearing what Mike McCarthy called. They go in the huddle. Aaron changes it. The guy runs what Aaron tells him. Rookie goes to the sideline. All that coach knows is what McCarthy called. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the rookie guy's not going to throw Aaron under the bus at that point because he doesn't know how to act around Aaron Rodgers. So when you add that, that doesn't make it as bad, then. When you kind of add that subtext or that context yeah, to it. More yeah, information. Or like you said, they could yeah. just play the game. Yeah. Or they could just shut up and do their job. <laughs> yeah, and right? I think that's the most frustrating thing to kind of wrap this up is, like, they had a lot of success together. They won a Super Bowl. They won a lot of games. The frustrating part for Packers fans, I think, is why and how did it come to this? For as much success as they had, why are we talking about this? Why did this have to happen? But you That's wonder, what's bothering people. Would we be talking about it if they didn't have that success? If they were 8-8 eight eight every year, every season, with players that we could not remember to save our lives. The fact, it's almost like it, the success breeds drama. Right. I mean, if, yeah. they, if they were mediocre, we wouldn't be talking about this at all. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, yeah, instead of the discount double check, I think Rogers needs a little bit of a discount ego check. And the rest of the team just needs to realize you're playing for the Packers. Yeah. Shut up and play. Give us something to cheer for. Right. And let's move on because it's a new era, you know. And we'll be uh, we'll be talking. We got so much. We could this could be a, a Packers podcast. We have so much more to talk about. We could, but uh, Morgan is up next with her second topic, right? Yes. Uh, am I all right? So second topic. We yes, we will move past the Packers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so earlier we were talking a little bit about some governmental stuff. This is stateside. So instead of national, we're doing a little state stuff. Obviously, Tony Evers in charge now. Change of command, handing of the baton. He recently said that he was going to, quote, unleash scientists to focus on climate change. And my thought is, do you guys, and I happen to know the thoughts of the one groaning here to my left <laughs> and drinking Bud Light, do you think that it's valid to bring scientists and uh, research like this into the legislative view? I could, I could answer this in two cents. <laughs> no, he, I, he will. <laughs> Just give him a chance. It, 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 this is about whether we should not about climate change or anything like that at this point. It, it's all of it. I mean, do you think that we should unleash scientists in a legislative realm, like bring scientists like During, in a public forum, or specifically this was about climate change? During the... Uh, I, I want to preface this again. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, but I, I, it always bugs me about politics. You can follow the money for anything that has any kind of glaring difference in it. And the fact that during the Clinton-Gore era, that the the government started spending all this money on hiring scientists, but they were hiring scientists to get to their agenda and their point. Okay. And if these scientists are being paid, and we're talking millions and I think billions of dollars that went into climate change and primarily climate change, and the fact that they were being paid to find this out, is the earth getting warmer? Are we in danger? Is Florida going to flood? You know, what are you going to do as somebody who says, I'm going to give you $10 million to find this out? You're going to side with where the money leads you and where the money is paying you. So if we can go back and forth on that, I think there's no unbiased way 
that Republicans and Democrats can do this without getting this, paying the scientists to get their point across and getting their side told. I, I understand what you're saying, yeah, but it, you know, if the question is just generally without political size to it, would you want experts to come in to tell you what's happening? Absolutely. But I totally get what you're saying. You know, is it going to be one-sided? Is it going to be biased depending on who brings them in? I mean, if it's an expert in the field. Nebraska? Yeah. Flooding? I think you do need scientists to maybe give some backstory and context mm-hmm. to why stuff like that happens. So when you're trying to lobby for money, I think it, it, I think it's all interwoven. If you have a infrastructure disaster like the flooding in Nebraska and Missouri has caused, and you're lobbying for money, and you bring in scientists who say, listen, this is because of climate change, that doesn't always have to mean that there's a financial agenda. Maybe at some point you start looking at that sort of thing and saying, does this have a place in the larger discussion about how we're living our life and the habits that we have and that kind of thing. Different. Very much so, yeah. Is this a topic at the dinner table every night, you know, where you argue? Packers. Who wants to talk Packers? (laughs) How about LaFleur? No, it is. It is. I be green when you can go green and gold. Right? I personally am of uh, the the mindset that this climate change is, is manufactured, and you know we've only been here as humans on this planet for a blink of an eye. The trends, they, yeah, but the trends have come and gone. With we've been here or not, as far as you know, thousands of years that the Earth has been here more, longer than we have. Well, he's a romantic, so he likes to say things we're like, "We're all going to die. The Earth will shake us off." Yeah, at some point, I believe his phrase was. Fix the problem when we when we get there. <laughs> that's kind of my. So, yeah. No, yeah, that's. I mean, I understand both points, but I, I kind of like. You know, I would like to think in that perfect world. We don't have an agenda. We don't have a bias on right. certain stuff. If when it comes expert, down to the population of the earth, and yeah, everyone dying. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, you would hope, right? I'm not I even so hope, sure anymore. I don't know anymore. It's 2019, so I want to go back to the 90s. I'm going to lighten, I'm gonna lighten right. things up a little bit. <laughs> All right, what is we knew we were going to have one of these right away. Okay. We had uh, the new Joker trailer ah, came out this week. I, I was hope that was my backup. But I'm not going to do so. the I'm not going to do the Joker. I'm going to go even do more general. Okay, okay, I'll do Joker then. I'm going to do uh, your rankings for favorite Batman actors. Okay. Ooh. We're going to we're going to include I put them on we're going to include Adam West because he was for a long time TV granted, but I watched it as a kid. I don't think I've ever. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you I never watched it? No, I wasn't allowed to. It's too violent. No, why he thinks there's not climate change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let the, the let's let Morgan go first. Give you, give her your pen. So put him in order oh, of your, oh, your favorites, and then yeah. okay, yeah. I all right. So do do so. Here we have Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. So I'm gonna go one. Um. Well, that's not really fair because Adam West should be one by proxy. Well, yeah, let's assume Adam let's West take is him first. Let's okay. Take Adam West out. So modern we're just doing Batman. Movies? We're just doing movies. We're doing okay. modern Batman. Yeah. Okay. So one. Uh, number one is Michael Keaton. Number two, I'm gonna go Christian Bale. Number three, Clooney. I'll go four Affleck and five Val Kilmer. It's got to be close to yours. I know yours, I think. Yeah, That's got to be pretty close to yours. We've talked about this uh, before. So, yeah. Probably right here over beers, just not with a a microphone. With a candle lit between you? (laughs) That's how I think. held hands. Yeah. Yeah, the right answer for number one is Michael Keaton. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Yep, it's not even close. Uh, Christian Bale is number two. Thank you. I'm neutral kind of between three and four, but I, I'm going to give Clooney an edge because he's older, more distinguished. The nipples, man. Yeah. It's the nipples. <laughs> man, you know what? I'm actually, Clooney's my five. Yeah? Clooney's my five. Okay. Um, so it's either Val or, or Ben. 
See, okay, to me, you know Val's what? Iceman. He's got that locked up. I can't picture him as anything else but Iceman from Top Gun. He didn't shoot gum as Batman. Iceman, like, not Batman. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> he's got no... I might go Ben Affleck 3. I'm going to go uh, Val Kilmer 4. And this is what my my issue is, is that Val Kilmer, I thought, was in a better movie. That movie had so much promise. You had Tommy Lee Jones, you had Jim Carrey, you, you, then you had that Val Kilmer. That was the Kilmer. first Joel Schumacher yeah, movie. Yeah. And he started getting too... Too much. Too much. But it was too much. colorful. Yeah. Nicole Kidman's, I mean, that was an all-star. And then you had Val Kilmer as your Batman. So, yeah, I'm going to go Keaton, uh, Bale, Affleck, Kilmer, and Clooney. Yeah, that's okay. not mine at all. What's yours? Mine is, uh, Bale is my favorite. Yeah. And he always makes He's fun of me because of the voice. But Michael Keaton does yeah. the same voice. Cheers, Casper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm empty right now. <laughs> I think I think if if I wouldn't have known because I don't remember too. I mean, I mean Christian Bale from a few movies and whatnot, but I think Michael Keaton was already in my mind at that point as as a kind of a comedic actor. And he's in Beetlejuice, right? And uh, but he was kind Christian of Bale was in Little Women. Beetlejuice is not a comedy. Yeah. First of all, what's a dark comedy? No, um, that explains a lot. Oh, Little Women, however, is we're not talking like Michael Mr. Keaton's, Mom or something Michael like Keaton or whatever. Didn't, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't find him as believable as a playboy or a super buff, working out all the time guy who's mastered arts of all these, you know, martial arts. My biggest things. issue with Bale is that he had to like do that grunt voice. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the it's voice. Forced. It's forced. Yeah. How yeah. about Christian Bale with Michael Keaton's voice? <laughs> Ooh. Now you're getting into Joker's yeah. territory. So <laughs> no, I'm man. one of the only ones that also really was okay with uh, Ben Affleck as uh, as uh, Batman too. So you got three. Ben Affleck, uh, ben Affleck three. is. I had to look at my list here. Uh, ben Affleck two. Yeah. Who's three? Michael Keaton. Oh my god. And then Kilmer and everyone except Morgan believes Clooney is. <laughs> it's yours. I'm giving him a shot. Okay. He, play, he I believe he was. This is what I'm talking about. He was believable as the Playboy. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. but yeah. kind of. Ridiculous. Plus, not in Little Women. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, you know, that movie. And, you know, Clooney saved lives in ER. This is true. But it also, like you were saying, though, put Clooney's character in the Christian Bale setting in those kind of darker, grittier movies. That movie that Clooney was in was just yeah. with Schwarzenegger. And I remember Kuma. at the end, like when that last one was Clooney, and you knew it was going to be Iceman. Everybody knew it was going to be Arnold playing that guy. It was. I try to watch every time I try and watch. I can't even watch that movie. Alicia Silverstone yep. and uh, what's his name? Chris uh, Robin is in there. Well, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. He was in Batman Forever. That's when he first started. Yeah. So. Schumacher killed that franchise uh-huh. for a long time. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. All I right, cannot uh, believe you brought didn't bring up Joker. But yeah, you know, it is what it is. Movies that are creeping me out. The trailer for Joker. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So personal story about the Joker. A, it looks absolutely. Either really well done. I hope it doesn't peter out and die as a movie because the trailer just hits you. Like, yeah. It is creepy. So we watch it. And then Mr. Here to the Left decides he's going to call in some other people to watch it. Everybody's got to watch this if I like His mother, who lives with us, and my daughter. So we have 80 and 8 on the couch. 80-year-old mom, 8-year-old. Him in the middle. Both of them have the same look on I, their I, face I, by I, the end of that. And I, I, can't, I can't comment because as soon as uh, my boy went down to bed, I'm like, Veronica, and I streamed it to the TV. Yeah, I did the same thing. To your mother? No. no. to the wife. Ex- I'm telling you. So I have 80 and 8 looking at me like somehow to fix it. Like, what's this? Because it, it is one of the best trailers I've seen uh-huh. in a long time. The Joker looks solid. It does. I mean, it does. I and like I didn't it. realize um, the director isn't really that big or well known either. But mm-hmm. they hit whatever that creepy spot is in everybody that yeah. just kind of fires up. 
without being like we talked about Schumacher over the top. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's not over the top. Right. Uh, it's it harkens back to obviously what Heath Ledger did to it, but I think even darker because you get to find out. We assume at this point the why, how the why. That, the why. how it was how built. It, you know how he was built yeah. or something yeah. like that. So. All right, you got the last one. All right, my you... last one. It's kind of back to science a science. little bit. Science fiction here. So I was reading uh, over this morning. There's more like dinosaur fossils found in North Dakota yeah. okay. and like the oh. meteor or something like Canada and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to sidetrack it a little bit. If we could clone and become a real Jurassic Park. They say we're close. Do you want that to happen? Yes. Do you want Jurassic Park to happen? No. Yes. Again? No, yeah, we do. I do. Yeah, we we do. Do you hear me? Yeah, we do. No, we don't. <laughs> no. She's she's uh, Ian Malcolm. We they had their chance. Chaos theory. No, leave well and en- they had their shot. Leave well enough alone. Stop trying to play God. That's what I think. Something is bound to go wrong. Have we learned nothing as humans? We're not good at very many things. Deciding to bring back giant animals that could kill us. Well, I mean, maybe unless we have prerogative to let them loose in certain areas, sure. But I mean, no, terrible idea. We don't know the consequences. We don't know the intricacies. We're we as humans think we're smarter than we are. Apparently, we think it's a good idea. And also, on a personal note, again, harken back to the movie couch at home. Last time we watched a movie, he picked it. It was Jurassic Park eighteen. What one? Uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Okay, yeah, I had two people in tears. Mom and Siggy both weeping. <laughs> it was a stupid a goat, goat and a brontosaurus. Big deal. Well, the, that kinda, I haven't seen that one, so it's another goat scene from good. Jurassic Park. Like the Clooney. first one, kind of. <laughs> it's a goat with nipples and a bat suit, right? <laughs> no, but that you just kind of contradict your, what you're saying before, because this Earth is doing what it's going to do. You feel, as humans and our scientists, we should be able to change weather and change the earth and change no, we should as humans be able to absorb enough information about the effects that we're having to act better do better and encourage behaviors that don't systematically destroy our environment we should not put something in a petri dish and watch it come back to life as a mammoth let me ask Bad you this idea. but what if it happened would you and they had an amusement park like Jurassic Park would no. you go you wouldn't go yep no. I said, the curiosity hey, wouldn't get you to go. No, I have, I have zero. I can respect it and look back at it affectionately. I went to the Smithsonian. I like the bones; they're beautiful. They're I, I have noticed no it's the guy who's deathly afraid of snakes that's bringing us up and yeah, likes to uh, want to, you know, maybe interested in checking this out. So you would, you asked the question, but you would. I'm curious. I am. Yeah. out. T so Rex would freak me out though. Yeah, seeing something that huge. I think whales freak me out. Dude. Is this a good vote? Because it's two to one. Yeah. That's how we're going to solve these things sure. on the podcast. But I'm two to one. Whale. <laughs> Next topic. I don't want to see a whale. It freaks me out. Nothing should be that big. But yet I want to see a dinosaur. That is going to happen. What about a snake? Because a whale's underwater. What about so a snake dinosaur? You have a problem with things without legs. Yeah. Thing, that, that's probably a good point there. Yeah. I mean, did you see that like social media clip of the anaconda, that 50 foot long one? That okay, was... anacondas are a different breed. They're not snakes, they're monsters. The devil? To- totally, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. And then that. they hide in like grass and they just sit there. Oh, so, God. should we get rid of all the anacondas? Yes. They don't want none. I am all in favor well, of getting rid of all the snakes. All the snakes. But dinosaurs, good. And, and Jennifer Lopez's anaconda doesn't freak me out. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Now we're getting All right. Uh, A-Rod's going to be pissed. This may be a regular feature or it may not. We're not sure. But we're going to do a round of uh, Change My Mind. I got one, but I'm afraid that you might take it. So No, but trust me. Okay. Mine, I'll go last. Morgan, go first. Okay. 
I think that they... S- oh, changed my mind. Okay. I think that they should still teach cursive writing nope. in school. Yours next. <laughs> I agree with him or her. They should... <laughs> <laughs> one, one of it, one of it. Pick one. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> you take a side, Casper. I, I'm going with the cursive. Well, should we teach uh, yeah. hieroglyphics? Should we? Should we teach? I mean, you can teach a, a Are number you supposed of things. to sign checks? What? Printing? No, no. I, you should be able to sign your name. Sure, but that's cursive. But that's, yes, that yes, you should. From yeah. having the ability to write cursive. We don't even need to do that. Though. How even many though my signature is lecture? half printing, half cursive. Mine's, mine's hieroglyphics. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we should. You can. Just, for now, what I feel is you can put that as far as anything. You should teach uh, calligraphy. You should teach. Uh, That's why you go to college. Algebra. Yeah, you should be able to say. You should choose whether you want to. I think cursive is a fundamental skill that has not worked its way out of our society. I mm-hmm. think the more things that you kick aside and hand over to technology, the less able you are to cultivate intelligent discussion or discourse. I think this is one of those things that should stay as part because handwriting. What does cursive have to do with because. This is where we have such a deep divide about technology. This is him the other day. We're talking in the newsroom at work where we all are all the time. We're in the office talking. I said, when is Easter this year? And he goes, Alexa. We don't even have one in there. There's not even an Alexa in the newsroom. That's how ingrained. I'm so used to being, we have four of them at home now. I'm so used to being able to just ask a question to the air. A harem. (laughs) A harem of Alexa. They're all named Alexa. You need help. So you think, yeah. we sh- uh, Casper, you think we should teach Christians? Yes. And mandatory. Yes. Because I had it? to do it, so I want my kids to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about picking up dog poop. Master's got to learn it. I got to learn it. Yeah. Exactly. All right. All right uh, no, who's next? You my you next. wanted to go last. So, okay. But no, okay, yeah, you go second then, since you wanted to go last. This is my ch- Everyone drinks craft beers to be hipsters, not because they actually like the taste. False. <laughs> False. You guys don't. I can't imagine you guys do. You guys, it's like a, it's an acquired taste. It's good to taste, but yeah. it's, you're not going to. No, like, it's like the cursive of beer. It's like once I'm you get take a past, sip of my craft beer. Once you get past printing, exactly, like Bud sip. Light, you enjoy because it's in a sippy class. The cursive. <laughs> <laughs> no, once you you, it is. I think it's a a slow process. It's a slow evolution. Is that once? Yeah, you try a couple, you find. You know, you know, when I started this. An art. Seven? No, when I became an adult. Oh. More more uh, cl- classy and dignified. You know, you know what I started this? In a field somewhere yeah. in you know Blair. Yeah. Five minutes ago, and it's half gone. That's <laughs> how your timeline works with beer. Look at how much of that you drink. You go through like water. This, I can just casually relax, and, you know, it's not because a race. you want to look like a hydrate. cool little hipster. No, with your small no, glass. No man bun. You even have your pinky up. No, this is what, this is the thing about craft beer. It's an art. And once you get, it's like anything. Once you get into it, it's an industry. It becomes the Batman franchise. There are ones that you rank. So what that I'm wearing a V-neck sweater right now and a pipe in my back pocket? Yeah, with uh, what do you call elbow 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 pads? Yeah, you're you're drinking the George Clooney of beer. No way, that is definitely the Keaton of beer, Casper. You don't let him get to you. Dark. Yeah. Dark. All right, Keaton. All right, what what are we changing your mind about? Change my mind. Game of Thrones, which the final oh. season is debuting, is not the greatest TV show of all time. <laughs> She's just waiting right now. Well, no, no, no. Because we, we actually, I think, agree on we happen to stumble upon as our favorite of all time. And it's not that. Yes. Yes. 
Whereas we do not agree that we should bring dinosaurs back, we actually legitimately agree that Breaking Bad is probably one oh, of the best binge-watch shows Lord. on the planet. What? Breaking Bad, so well done. Vince is a genius. What's your Did- face about? <laughs> why, why that I, face? I disagree with you. What? Okay. That's his disagreeing. But here's the thing. I've never watched an episode of Breaking oh, Bad. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I still I'm going like to push you. pause on the podcast. You disagree without that. Your assignment by next Friday. It doesn't inter- like okay. Walking Dead. I watched a couple. Of, I can't get I into that, that either. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I can't get into that. Yeah, it's just yeah. But did any other TV show like Game of Thrones just have a, like a world premiere? No, it's it. You know, every- I'm going to tell you what I've absorbed from Game of Thrones, and this is here we go facetious. Yeah. No, not at all. I think Game of Thrones. I know a lot of people that like it. I'm probably in the minority mm-hmm. in that it, I've tried it. It just hasn't gotten traction with me. He loves it, and I love that he loves it. So he locks down. Like, for instance, right now when he binge watches, but it's a commitment. We're yeah. talking three, four months of hardcore Game of Thrones. i got to stay on schedule. Months. Right. He's got to stay on schedule, which is fine. I love it for him. As a couple, this is not a point of contention. In fact, I think it's great because it gives him time to do that, what he loves. And I mean, my sister loves it. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, in my circle, I'm in the minority. What I have pulled from it in the times that I have seen it, there been exposed go. to it, absorbed, uh, Okay, incest, dragon porn. There's always some kind of weird, Poor, fantastical person. I have nothing against them. He seems on the legit. Yeah, like Peter Dinklage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, that guy seems fine. Yeah. But in, invariably, every time I see or am around the TV, and he swears I just have bad timing. <laughs> it is. It's incest, dragon porn, or torture. This is These history. Are three this I happened have no back in. in the day, <laughs> along with the dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. They were writing. <laughs> you, you should like it. They're writing in cursive a lot. No. I'm actually, and I don't know how to say this delicately, but I'm actually amazed at how popular it is because it is intricate. As far as you can't casually. You know why it's popular. Because of the incestuous sex and killing. Yeah. No, no, but it, maybe people are watching for that. But if, if you were watching it just for that, you have to be completely lost because there is, it's so interwoven with a plot and characters and all that. And I'm not They're not to, afraid to kill off main characters right away. Right right away. The yeah. main character died in the first season. You yeah. know? So I, I'm i amazed that it's as popular as it is. You guys need to watch Outlander, I'm just saying. Oh, you yeah, see really Breaking that. Bad? Okay. You, Maybe we'll strike you a have deal an here. assignment. You need to I watch Breaking no. Bad. It's so well done. It's not... There are some parts of it that are a little gritty, but it's not gratuitous. All of it weaves together with a plan. Vince is a masterful writer, and that show is scripted and... Is it on Netflix? Built yes. really well. Okay. Yeah, you can binge watch it. Every year or so, we binge watch it. Before and by the end of it, if you watch it close life. enough and take notes, by the end, you know how to make math. What house are you? What that house are you? not the point. What house are you? Uh, house Stark. Oh, that boy. That boy. Morgan? <laughs> House clean. That's what I am. She's I House Lannister. Yeah, trust me. I don't, okay, make Game of Thrones inside jokes. Unfair. Change my mind. <laughs> All right, three, I'm two, one. Yeah, exactly. You guys complaining. And anybody in future generations will not be able to read it because they haven't learned it in school. Okay, so we did the right dinosaur away. park, Dad. Yeah, That's yeah. what you want. To you want to bring back dinosaurs? I want to go to the dinosaur so I could dress up as like uh, Mr. Stark and. You know. Is that a snake over there? I don't know. That's awesome. All right. Three, two, one podcast. Three beers. We've had more than that. Uh, two dudes and one chick. Yeah. That's our fair inaugural edition. It could change 
And it, it could uh, move around to get Morgan lot. food right now. They delivered me a burrito <laughs> on accident. I think, was, I think that was to shut us up. <laughs> Wasn't it like burrito day the other day, too? Did you try yeah. eating this and talking less, all of you? <laughs> More eating. Uh, here at Milwaukee Burger Company, big thank you to Kelly for uh, pouring your two uh, sample beers. What were they again? Again, we were uh, dealing with Odell Wolf Picker today, which was awesome, and then a little bit deeper and darker, Get Smoked Porter. Uh, for those of us that appreciate craft beer, Casper, cheers. Big shout out Have to my friends at Bud Light. So, uh, Dan Casper, you've got your own little uh, podcast too, the Man Cave Football Podcast. Yeah. Same page you're finding this, uh, you probably find that as well. Exactly. Morgan's got her little news thing she does. And you have your little morning show thing that we yeah. all do occasionally. On I'm Alex, she's Morgan's Dan Casper. Three, two, one. Cheers. Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>